You're listening to Courting in Color with your hosts, Shatrice and Louise. Hello and welcome back, Courting Cuties, to another episode of Courting in Color. I'm Shatrice. Hey, y'all. What if I started saying, hey, bitches, it's Louise? (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm kidding. But I was, what was I watching, like a TikTok or a reel or something? They said, you can call me bitch as long as you put it's Britney in front of it. Oh my gosh, that's literally me. Iconic. (laughs) That is so good. (laughs) I I really want like a white woman to say that to me or something. Like a white woman named Britney. Yes. Anyway, um... Britney, bitch, what have you been up to? <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Um, so, okay, so weirdly, I've had a good week. I'm a little scared. Because. It was know. a full moon. I don't know. I know. I know. Truly, it's, um, as I posted in my stories a couple of days ago, it's been a week of abundance. I'll tell you after we go off. Mm-hmm. But, um, but it's been a week of abundance. And then I saw that affirmed in like my astrology that I keep up with, like the actual word like showed up there too. And I'm like, <gasps> and then it's been really good. Like I've seen other people getting their things that they want. Um, and it's been also weird, like having a hand at that, a positive hand at that, right? Yay! To be like, okay, like my encouragement is helping you. Like, oh, me sending this email um, as like a, you know, um, a heads up to someone you know for this opportunity you're trying to get like is paying off mm-hmm. so it's been like a good week which I'm kind of like oh my god you know like it's always like is the other shoe gonna drop at some yeah. point and so it's been good I think also the sun has been out more right so I think that is always a little bit more helpful mm-hmm. and you know at least down here in the in the south in the south um <laughs> the uh yeah. it's getting you know it's not getting dark until like 6 30 or so and so that has and that extra hour means a lot it like, does it does it yeah. really does like I was just <laughs> excuse me I was just sharing with Louise before we started recording that I was just outside literally got out got off work at five o'clock and I, we start recording at seven I was like I think I still have you know maybe about 90 100 minutes of sunlight like I'm gonna finish this project <laughs> so yeah. I really try to max I don't like on Wednesdays I feel very like productive mm-hmm. and like I got through everything on my to-do list today and actually I got it done quicker than I thought I was gonna get it done so I was like yeah like mm-hmm. a midday hump thing like you've had two days to kind of like build up your energy like a midweek like, yeah yeah because I take it pretty slow on Mondays and then I end pretty slow on Friday. <laughs> so, it's a roller coaster it truly is a roller coaster it, it's a week. roller coaster of life um and so maybe Wednesdays are just my peak performance days and, and I'm okay with that but anyway so okay this week has been I know been, I saw I saw the notes in the doc and I'm like oh my gosh what? yeah okay well tell, so, me. Uh, okay. tell me tell us tell the world so my um, notes, because I was like, I feel like I never remember what I did. So I was like, let me make a note. It says, friends rock, men suck, feet cute. So I'll start with feet cute. <laughs> my feet Your OnlyFans feet. Your OnlyFans feet account is <laughs> I love it. But actually, which I was thinking about earlier, um, I'm like 28% 
confident that at some point I'm going to have an OnlyFans page, even if it is just for my feet. I don't, you know, <laughs> I don't know, but I just really feel within like your soul. Becoming, within my soul that this is becoming like an actual alternative or plan that I'm thinking. But we'll see. Stay tuned. I'll give y'all my, I don't even know, my subscription, subscribe to my future OnlyFans page. I don't even know how it works. But anyway, so yes, feet cute because I finally got a pedicure. I've been trying to one save like every single penny um for this you know reno but I was like you know what like I don't like when my feet are not done Mm. and I was like well but you know I've been working on the house and there's no point in getting a pedicure and all this stuff but I was like no like I just need to pamper myself a little bit and get my toes done so I literally squeezed that in yesterday so I've just been squeezing all the things and so toes are cute Y'all are awesome because this weekend you and a couple other friends came up and literally removed my ceiling <laughs> from my living room, which according to cuties, I cannot even articulate or describe like what that means, but it happened. We it actually happy. I did I did nothing. My part you were like guidance. They, they did everything. I was like, listen, well. turn up. <laughs> Turn and you had a cute little hard hat. Right. Turn on the masculine, turn on the testosterone. I was like, I'll just be here looking cute and moving. Um, sh- is it called sheet? Like a sheet of like um, the roof? Dry- sheet rock? Dry- she well, rock? I don't know. See, I just moved sky- pieces that fell down. Skywall? Skywall? Wall. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was such a good weekend. I, I enjoyed being up there. One, just to get away. And yeah. two, just to, like, have an adventure. I think, you yeah. know, my favorite moment was Chatrice driving this big-ass U-Haul <laughs> oh for God. the smallest. Well, I mean, nothing for the smallest. <laughs> it was it was a king-size mattress, but it was it's so like funny. A queen. a queen. A queen. So the, big, yeah. the biggest size, right? Yeah, I think. No, yeah. a king is a big Oh, okay. It was the biggest size truck. <laughs> the biggest <laughs> size truck for the second biggest type of mattress. Yes. And so you and our other friend, Monet, who is actually shorter than you, which is wild. <laughs> We're driving this big car. I, I have to send you the photo. I meant to send you that photo that oh, I yeah. took. Um, oh but did I tell I you that? Like a child. <laughs> but I slept so well that night. I, we were so tired when we came back I home. Bet. I slept so well that night. But then also okay. because I hadn't moved around that much in literally a whole year and just kind of <laughs> moved my body in a different way that, than other yeah. times. I didn't tell you. I like Monday morning, my pelvis hurt. I thought I had kidney stones. But I think I just pulled something. Like, you know, just like I didn't do my like warm-ups. Yeah. Oh, like, we should have stretched. But yes, thank you. You know, so so much. I was so grateful. Honestly, I was really grateful that Bay came up too. I was, like, I was like, we're about to get a lot more done. I'm good for like I I'm really good in like being second or third. Like, tell me what to do. I cannot. Second like, string, second string. Right, right. Or I need to be with someone who also doesn't know what they're doing. Like, but I can't be <laughs> I can't be looked at as a sole person to do it. Because I honestly, we would uh, not if it had just been me, it would have probably been half of it. And I would have been like, I'm too tired. I'd have been because after that pizza, I knocked out. I was like, I'm just gonna I think I overfed y'all. <laughs> no, I no, I think it was just it was just because it was so car, right? It was just so carby. And yeah, like we, yeah. We had an eight, and like especially after you're moving and you just like have food, like all you want to do is go. You to just want to sit. Like right. I was like, I truly. <laughs> in the future, I'm like, well, hopefully there's no there's no future where we're moving more ceilings and things like that. But I was like, oh, maybe I could have timed some of this a little bit better. But it was because of the U-Haul. The, yeah. I was like, the U-Haul really did kind of take up 
a substantial amount of time that it didn't need to take up. I was glad y'all were along for the journey, along for the ride. So all that to say, friends are awesome. If you don't have any, get some, like, please, because friends are great. But on the other note or side of the greatness is the not so greatness, which is at this point, men. And so we were just talking about salogamy or salami last week. And I was just talking about, you know, I'm embracing my singleness or whatever. But like I said, I'm not intentionally single because I'm still kind of on the apps or whatever. Right. And two things happened. I'll just tell the one because it's actually kind of funny. So I was like talking to this guy, you know, just very like the beginning, whatever. He's doing like a, actually what happened was that he messaged me before y'all got here. And of course, like when y'all were here, I wasn't on my phone. Then he like messaged me again. He was like, hey, just checking in to see if you got my message. And I was like, oh, yeah, like, sorry, my, me, you know, my friends were over. We were doing demo projects. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so then we were talking about that because, you know, there's not a conversation I feel like that goes by with a new person where my house is not. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're, you're dating up. your house, as you've said before. So I, right. So like, this, is the, this is the first love of my life. And so we were like chatting, like, I was, he was like, oh, like, ask me questions. And then, and then, Louise, he asked me, like, where was I located? And I told him um, we were located about two hours apart, but on Tinder, you can see how far you are yeah. when you're talking to. You. And bitch, when I tell you, I went back in there to like just see if <gasps> he responded again. He unmatched me. <laughs> Why? No, but I'm assuming that when he asked me where I was at or where I was located, and I told him, he did not like the answer. He didn't like mm. the the distance, I guess, but. But it's but you it's can tell. Always, yeah, it was always there on the app. And for you to just literally unmatch me for that, you could at least be like, uh, thank you, no, thank you. Like that's okay. And right. I have a tails, and that's basically what happened there. Yeah, that me go straight, drop my ass. I was like, that, like I was like laughing, but like gasping, like I was just in disbelief. So anyway. It's been a time. It's been time. Let's just move on. <laughs> so what is one adult thing that you've done this week? So the one, actually did multiple adult things at your house. That sounds kind of dirty. But uh, <laughs> the, the two oh adult God. things that I did is I had never replaced a pump in the toilet. Oh my gosh, y'all did so fix my that, toilet. And yes. I was like, again, Bay took like, you know, first, you know, <laughs> lead player for support. I was support. I like, you know, t- I like I was like, oh, so you know, because as the cuties know, I pay for services. So I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I would have just paid someone to do that. Oh, I could do it myself. <laughs> so that was thing one. Thing two was removing a whole cabinet. Again, like yeah. I didn't do the you know the main stuff, but I was there. I was like, you were the support because it I was a support. Fallen. I could have fallen. So I felt very adult. The toilet thing more than anything, I was like, oh like this I is what it. the inside of an of a toilet looks like right let me tell you something before i moved into this house i never looked i never looked at that little hood thing like i was just like ew i think in all houses i've lived in i have called property management or the landlord i've been like (laughs) this is broken and they're probably like this fool could have fixed it themselves and i'm like "Eh, no that's what you get paid for that's what yeah that's why i pay you all this money exactly well and uh, you know like i had originally paid for an effing plumber to come fix it and they did they were like oh it's fine like they twisted something and it worked for like two more days and it's been trouble ever since so I was like I'm not I cannot pay a plumber a hundred dollars again to tell me it's fine like right 
it's not but anyway so yes you were such an adult yes so for me it's really funny because as we were um dropping off the u-haul for the final you know location um I had like brought up cookie dough and you (laughs) you you were what did I say I said something like I make cookie dough or whatever and you were like oh did you eat it and I was like no I didn't I'm actually I don't know I I just didn't eat it you're like oh I'm proud of you for not eating your cookie dough and I was like you know what me too and so (laughs) (laughs) because for those who don't know I rarely when I make cookies from scratch or even when I buy them from the store they rarely make it to the oven because I usually consume them raw like most Mm -hmm. of the time but Louise put a little bug in my ear to say hmm try to bake them thank you and so actually I had a project that I needed to do to like do a demo and I was like oh, I'm gonna demo how to make homemade cookies and then I'm gonna bake them because I have to because that's what you're supposed to do and they actually turned out really good I was like oh. is this what like cooked cookies <laughs> yes that is what cook- cooked cookie dough cookies yes or as the British say, biscuits. Biscuits. Yes. They had a nice little um, crunch and everything. So I was very proud of them. So I was like, oh my gosh. Shout out to Louise for, I mean, I still did eat some raw, obviously. Sure. Like, well, I didn't consume the whole thing raw. So I and I think myself. you're going to inspire me because I do want to make this chocolate chip cookie recipe. And so I asked uh, my partner this morning, so I'm going to ask you, in high school, did you have those chocolate chip cookies that were kind of big, really soft in the middle, and then a little bit hard on the outside? Like, is this a specific brand? Yeah. You're no, right? no, it was just a chocolate. They always came in, the, in those little, like, little, um, like parchment paper covers. Did you ever have those? No. Okay. So I had like the grandma's cookies that came like they're like this. They sold them at gas yeah, stations. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I was not the grandma's kind cookies. Come, like, yeah, yeah. Oh, then yes. Or that was okay. more maybe college. <laughs> no, yeah. So in high school, because they used, I used to always get that and Bosco sticks. Those that was like the shit. And I really want to make. I really. Oh uh, yes. <laughs> but Bosco sticks, you can buy. You can buy those shits on Amazon because obviously. Can you? Yeah, you can. But like in bulk. That's like funny. In, I think in bulk, like mega bulk. Yes, but, I uh, need two hundred and fifty Bosco sticks. <laughs> but I want to. I want to. I found this uh, chocolate chip cookie recipe because people were looking for it. Because we've all apparently we all had these like cookies in high school that were really good so i'm gonna try to make them tomorrow since tomorrow actually i have the day off tomorrow Fun fact. oh good yes well good for you so the cookies was one adult thing and i paid my taxes or not really i filed my taxes filed. thank yeah. god i didn't have to pay anything so when you speak of abundance i'm thinking about this check that i will be receiving <laughs> from the irs yeah. i too will be receiving abundance praise god yeah. so um, well and i'm well and we'll, we'll have a talk offline but like how how did this year as a homeowner change doing your taxes it's not a damn thing i was what? like i thought the government was supposed to reward where are my bennies but you know what it is it's because i my first mortgage payment was december 1st of 2020 so that's uh, that's the only amount of money i paid towards my house in 2020 according to them so yes so a little shout out for the culture um <laughs> When this episode is released, gets released, it'll be March 8th. So happy International Women's Day. And, you know, compliment a woman beside, on something besides her looks, maybe. Support a woman-owned business. Um, what else can you do with women on International Women's Day? I'm not even sure what you're supposed to do. Pay women for their labor. Hey, women! Yes. yes. You know, pay Black women, pay, 
paid black femmes. Happy International Women's Day. And speaking of women, apparently Dolly Parton got the vaccine. Yes, I can share more. When we talk about the culture, shout out for is, the Tennessee culture. Right, right. I was like, I was like relevant to Chatrice maybe, but I was like, I don't know. Well, oh, I don't yes, know if we yes, were yes. having like, I know. I think we a couple weeks ago we brought in for the culture to include women of color, and I didn't know if like Dolly was invited to the cookout enough to like be recognized as a shout out for the culture. I mean, we're in the middle of shouting her out, so we. Can. I mean, sure. like she's Dolly, and I do feel like she's like a badass. Like I say this every like. You yeah. fucking love, you know, Dollywood, which we, we have to go to Dollywood. <laughs> Listen, I'm ready to drive, bitch. Yes, which is, uh, for those who don't know, her amusement, Dolly Partner has an amusement theme park or theme park in Pigeon Forge, which is where she's from, which is close to where I'm from. And it's fucking awesome. The whole, I mean, honestly, she really owns the whole town. Like every, there's like just a lot of Dolly-ness yeah. around, but it's, 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 what is it? It's Keech, it's Meech. It's kitsch. It's well, kitsch. It's kitsch. Wait. Um, I don't know what that means. Is that the word of the pod? Kitsch. May- maybe. Basically, it's a little tacky, but it's for a little audience, like a specific audience, which is like niche. I don't, it anyway, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> well, you know, fun. really, really, just Dolly Parton got the vaccine. Really, really, the shout out for the culture is because since she funded part of the vaccine trials, that's that. Yeah. Yes, she gave one million dollars to. I think the U somewhere in the UT system to fund. I, I think like University of Tennessee. No, to Vanderbilt. She gave a million dollars um, to Vanderbilt, who like did the vaccine research, and then she got it today. So you know they. So we also wanted to do a courting cutie shout out. So Louise, take it away. Yes. So uh, for this week's courting cutie shout out, which we haven't done in a while, actually. Yeah. So last week's episode, we did it on sologamy, um, polygamy. And we tagged a couple of folks that we had found on Instagram. And mm-hmm. one of them was um, Jenny D. And so Jenny D is an author. And I had just kind of- Oh, I saw that. I had commented on her post and I was just like, hey, because she had, you know, used the hashtag uh, sologamy. And so I went in and I just like, was just commenting on some people's to get them to check it out. And mm-hmm. so I was like, yeah, feel free to listen to our episode. Let us know what you think. And then she's like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'll listen to it. And then here, she actually did. And here's what she had to say. She Aww. said- I finally had a chance to listen, LOL. You guys are adorable. And I mean that in an admired way and not a Gen Xer condescending way, LOL. <laughs> so here's the deal with my salami. BTW, I'm a big salami lover in all ways. But did she um, actually call it salami? Yeah, yeah. So I'm reading oh, it. I love it. Um, it wasn't a big deal thing. It was actually just a ceremony with just myself and vows of how I would treat myself. Like to honor myself, cherish myself, stop the negative self-talk shit and judging and basically treat myself the way I would want a man to treat me. And I put a ring on with the intention that it would be removed when a man worthy of my heart would replace Mm. it with his own. So Def not a man hater and I'm totally open until the right person comes along. But Mm -hmm. until they do, I need to own that it's my responsibility to love, spoil, honor, cherish and be faithful to who I am. That was my experience anyway. But now, oh my gosh. I, but now as I think about it, as a Leo rising, I totally wish I thought about a party and gifts. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> yes. You, keep doing what you're doing. You guys have great energy. Big hugs. XO, Jenny. So oh Jenny, the author, um, thank you for listening, for supporting. So um, yeah, it, it was it was really, really cool to actually like go through the hashtag and see some folks. Um, mm-hmm. who were actually talking about it so it was great to like hear a little bit of like Jenny's experience and but no that's really cool and I like the part where she said like 
she's putting on the ring, but like the intentions of t- are to take it off when a man is worthy enough. I which honestly that. is like so highly connected to our, our main topic today. So I'm really excited to get into that. So something else we haven't done in a while is a Tales of a Tenderoni. And like I mentioned earlier, I've, you know, I peruse the apps. I engage on the apps every now and then. And this, after y'all left, I really didn't leave my couch on Sunday. And so that's why I ended up on the apps because look, my body, like, I can't move. <laughs> Let me just sit here. Um, and, and here we go. So you want to do a little Tales? Yes. Hey, wave emoji. Hey, how are you? I'm good. What brings you to Tinder? Honestly, right now, IDK. What about you? For me, dating and relationships. But I appreciate your honesty. That's one thing I'm working on is to be more honest. I hope you don't mind if we get to know each other better, if that's cool with you. That's great that you're trying to be more honest. It's so important. I'm also working on being more honest. So I'll let you know that I'm only trying to get to know men who are looking for the same thing as me, which is a real relationship that could potentially be long-term. I've entertained the IDK guys many times before and my goals and needs were never fulfilled. Understood. And this has been Tales of a Tenderoni. So I, I put this in for today. Well, one, because it just happened. Um, and two, because like, you know, in this conversation about standards and things like that, I just thought about, you know, the importance of wanting what you want and being okay with that. But I wanted to ask you, you know, just how, how important do you think it is for people to be on the same page, like from the jump? Like, he's like, I don't know what I want. And I'm like, I do know what I want. Do you think two people who, one who doesn't know and one who does know, like, should they start to try to get to know each other? I don't know. I think part of it depends on the willingness to meet in the middle, right? Mm -hmm. But also both should have agency to like tap out and be like, no, like I'm really like looking for what I'm looking for and I'm not gonna... I'm not going to um, give up on that, right? Or, you know, mm-hmm. change my ways for that. So mm-hmm. I think in some ways, I'll speak for myself. It's important for me, I think, to like know what I want and to be looking for that. What has been gu- guiding my compass in a lot of ways is just kind of being like, you know what? If that door is for me, like it's going to open. And if not, like I-, I can't spend my time questioning on it. So I think for me, I don't necessarily always have to know what the other person is looking for, right? Mm-hmm. But I want to know. And I guess same, which is why I asked, of course, and honestly, when I get a sense that there's not like a, you know, a, a witty repartee that we're about to have, and I'm, I just kind of go straight into like, what brings you to Tinder? Like, what brings you to Bumble? Right. Whatever app, what are you looking for? Because I'm like, I, I mean, that's just such an easy, quick way to decide if you want to move forward with someone or not. And like I said to him, and truly, I have engaged with so many guys who were like, I don't know, I don't know. And guess what I knew like three months later, oh, that nothing was going to come of this, like not even really so much as a friendship. And so I'm just tired. Uh, You know, the apps can be exhausting, but this is one aspect of it that I'm specifically tired of is that men are just like, I don't, you know, I don't know what I want. I have no idea what I want, but like, can I like spend and use up all of your time? 
(laughs) Well, and right. And I actually love that coin of term, like IDK guy, because one, we should maybe just like start making merch that says, fuck the IDK guys or something like that. Yeah, but the IDK guys, I think here's my thing. I think, I don't know, always like triggers me in some way because you kind of do, you kind of do. You, I think you just don't want to, I think, I think you do know what you want because if I presented you three options, you would pick one of those three or you would say no, right? Because to me, IDK, it's like, is IDK like you, you, IDK stops. IDK is not IDK, but I'm open, right? And I think that's part of it where someone may be like, I don't know what I want, but I'm open, right? So if you only gave me three options, I might just pick three because I'm open. But like a person who's like, out in my experience, IDK guys are like, nah, like, don't even show me the three. I just like, oop, I'm just going to ghost you. And then what are you matching people for if you don't know? Right. Like, I just always get very hung up on, I guess, honestly, people's like intentions or lack mm-hmm. of intentions or purpose or lack thereof on these apps. Because I'm like, <laughs> I told another guy like on Bumble, like asked the same question and he was like to meet new people. And he's like, mm-hmm. oh, what are you looking for? I was like, or what, what he was like, what brought you to the app? And I was like, well, I was brought to the dating app to look for dating. <laughs> like, and he like laughed. Like, I'm like, but like, yeah, well, I'm still trying to use a, the original purpose of these damn apps. That's such a good question, though, to ask people. And I think this kind of relates to what Dr. Kate was talking about in some ways. Like, why are you dating? Right. So like mm-hmm. asking people, like, why are you on the app? Like, I can't imagine that you're so bored that you just have Tinder to scroll. Right. So you're on here for a reason. Right. right even if it's past the time that's a reason that's a reason like that's a reason like you log onto this app there's a fucking reason why you're logging like and and it, the funny the funniest part louise this this example is um actually excluded from that but generally in this conversation where i love when i get to ask the guy first what he's looking for because mm-hmm. i do believe that's when honesty happens because if they ask me and I asked in second, it's almost always, oh yeah, I'm looking what you're looking for. And it, uh, and it could be telling the truth, but I'm like, I just, I kind of want to hear from your own words, like what right. it is that, like, what are you going to articulate that you are looking for? And there has been so many times where I've been, I've said the same thing to guys where they'd be like, oh, I'm not really sure. I don't know. Or something casual or just friends. And I'll respond like, oh, okay, well, you know, best of luck on your journey i'm looking for something more serious so mm-hmm. you know peace out have a good life and then but and then they'll backtrack and they'll be like oh well i mean no i mean i'm like kind of look, looking for that too and like, are you because i feel like you could have said that right especially and i mean i know i'm triggered by the word friends i know i am i get triggered but that's that's a lot of times what people will say and they're like oh well no i meant friends you know that would eventually turn into a relationship how would i ever I can't read your mind, fool. Like, right, like, I just, like, I wouldn't know that. And yeah. so, so anyway, I, I thought that was, I appreciated one that he was just like, yeah, like, I understand, like, you know, and, and we were done with the conversation. And I was like, let me hurry up and screenshot this before another one of these. <laughs> 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 like, drop me. Oh, that's right. Because when they unmatch you, it goes away, right? The conversation yeah, goes away. Yeah, it's wow. so, like, whenever I have really ridiculous conversations, I'm always like, you know, like, anxiously screenshotting because I'm like it's gonna be any minute now before I <laughs> that's only happened once where I cut it close and like I was like oh I just barely made it but anyway 
The thing is for this podcast. Moving right along to today's topic, I was inspired by this, honestly, conversations that I've had with people when I was younger. And mm. when I say people, I actually do mean heterosexual cis men, which is, I like, I feel like I have a love-hate relationship with that category <laughs> of people. Like, fuck, like what? But also, goddamn, I love you. But like, uh, anyway. Um, but yeah, like, and we had, had this on like our list of topics to talk about, but I figured now would be a perfect time. We're heading into a year of COVID. And so we'll definitely get into that more in the coming weeks. But, you know, I think when we're talking about just getting ourselves started with dating and starting relationships, standards is not as big of a topic of conversation, but is an a super important part of this whole overall conversation about dating and relationships. Right. So that's what we're going to talk about. Um, but before we dive fully into our topic, I asked the courting cuties if there is anything wrong with having high standards. And we got like <laughs> an interesting assortment of responses, which I love. And so um, I'll just read a couple of them. So uh, one person said, well, it depends if age and time are an issue, better to have lower standards than nothing. And then someone else said, no, as in, no, it's not wrong to have high standards. Don't settle if you ain't going to be happy mm. in the end. Um, someone else said, nope, standards are standards. Why compromise? And then someone else said, not all high standards are necessarily realistic ones, mm. um, but some others are. And so, yeah. And so I, I thought those were interesting comments. And I appreciate when everyone, you know, shares opinions that aren't exactly like mine. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> But like also fair, like that's, I mean, it's just fair. But anyway, and so um, according to UC, USC work and family life.wordpress.com, which I don't, I meant to look more into like, I'm like, what is this? But they have such a good article. So I was like, <laughs> fuck it. We're quoting it. It's happening. Um, but basically they said they have this really good article on, you know, setting standards or raising your standards. And they say everyone has their limit, a threshold for behavior, traits, and values below which they are not, below which they are unwilling to tolerate uh, in a partner. Furthermore, research has shown that people suffer distress when their romantic partners do not meet their standards. Unfortunately, many do not identify their essential needs before entering a relationship. And sadly, some are willing to accept substandard treatment and conditions and remain in unfulfilling relationships rather than insist that their needs be met. And so I was like, oof, like, damn. So I'm going to stop talking. Louise, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I think what the cuties have said, similar to you, I do like when our cuties are always, they give us so much good content. Uh-huh, um, uh-huh. And I do always like seeing like the diversity of what people think. Um, mm-hmm. because okay. it just pushes me to understand like my own things or why I'm like why I particularly view this issue like in one way mm-hmm. but I think like I was thinking about that today and I'll give you the perfect example so I literally mm-hmm. was thinking about like limits and thresholds today and mm-hmm. really like 
I, so fun fact, I feel like I'm a person that can get annoyed really quickly, but I feel like as someone who always feels like, I feel like that's rooted in always wanting to have control. So the perfect example I have for this is like, so today I come home, you know, I work all day and I'm like, let me go get some water. Okay, so both of our Brita, Brita filters are not filled. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Okay, so- Those shits are huge. Those shits are huge. And I'm like, I'm just, I'm like, okay, I'm annoyed right now. Now, mm-hmm. am I, why am I annoyed? Is this like a need or a limit that has been crossed? Or am I just annoyed because the thing that I wanted was not available to me? Mm-hmm. And I think part of it was recognizing that I'm like, okay. And I have been really thinking about it actually in terms of Dr. Kate talking about like, okay, when someone doesn't do something, mm-hmm. is it because you expected them to to do it and they fail to do so? Like, so does that, what's what's behind annoyed, right? Like annoyed is a good mm-hmm. word, but is, am I angry? Mm-hmm. Am I upset? Am I, mm-hmm. you know, what am I? And I ultimately realized I'm like, it, it, it's not anger. It's not necessarily like sadness. It's just like a truly annoyed. And so that just became like a thing. I was like, you know what? This isn't... In the grand scheme of things, this is not annoying, right? Um, and so I compared. Wait, wait. What, so, what was the word that you like? What was the emotion or the word that you annoyed. landed on? Annoyed. Wait, oh, sorry. It... it was more like a nuisance than anything. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So, which is not an emotion really, but I, like it was just a little bit of a nuisance. It disrupted. It disrupt my day. Sure. And I think, like with standards too, I kind of wonder. I'm thinking a lot about emotional response to when standards are not being met, right? So, And we're going to get into that. Right, right. So I think more than that, like when I think about threshold, when I think about limit, I think about what happens when you do and like the emotion that goes behind Mm -hmm. it. Because I feel like, and we've talked about this before, my limit and threshold has frequently been crossed by IDK guys. And I get so angry and so anxiously ridden. And so I'm kind of like, for me, that's a limit that has been crossed that I want to know what what limit has been crossed and what, what limit did I fail to mention in that situation? Yes, yes, yes. Let's keep going because I think we're gonna, you, you've dropped some really great like gems and nuggets in there. And I want to um, reference those in a, in a couple other like questions here. And so kind of sort of to your point, negotiation guru, Chester Carras, this is also on University of South California's page Chester, on their WordPress page. I love page. that name. <laughs> I love Chester. Good old Chester. Basically said that you don't get what you deserve. You get what you negotiate. And so that mm-hmm. kind of goes along with what you were just saying. Like, you know, I wonder, did I tell them that this was a standard? Because we all have standards. Like, like they're saying, we all have well, I don't know. Maybe that's an assumption. Does everyone really have standards? Like when it comes to like dating and relationships, like I don't I know that everyone has standards. I would think people have standards in terms of morals, right? Like morality. Like I'm going to assume people like don't want to date like murderers, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, but maybe people are okay with dating racists, right? So it's like- <laughs> I would say a lot of people are. Right. So I think it's like, but people have standards around, I mean, I hope around the former, on the latter, it can be a little bit ambiguous, right? For me, but never. But also (laughs) like, you know, the standard can be like in flux because I'm like, I thought about it. I was like, especially as someone who dates interracially, I'm like, so what if, what if my partner is not racist, but their extended family is? And I'm like, 
oh honey like that's gonna be which is always that's gonna be a thing right and so but I'm yeah. like okay but you know it'd be different anyway so like oh now see that's that's let's just go into that for a second because that gets a little tricky I think because well it does I don't know it doesn't it doesn't well family always gets tricky right because I'm like here's the thing what if my my standards for a romantic partner are that you not be racist and if your partner is not racist, then they've met the standards. But then, okay. okay, then I guess it would be an additional standard to say, like, my partner's family cannot right. be racist. And then I guess if they are, and that's the standard, then you'd have to say peace out. Because I was like, well, it sucks because it's like you're dating the person, not the family. But then if you think about, like, if it's going to be long term, you are going right. to be a part of the family. So then that does really, mm, that's a good point. That does matter. I, and, I, and I don't know, right? And I even kind of like, I don't know. I mean, there, there's multiple things. And I think th- there's multiple standards and at multiple levels. And I think like I come back to, you know, what I might add with Chester and being a negotiation <laughs> guru, I yes. think it's a technique that like my counselor like taught me, one of my last counselors on the mount or my, my only counselor on the mountain taught me before I left when I was mm-hmm. making a job negotiation when I was looking for a job, you know, mm-hmm. she was like, okay, you need to rank she she gave me homework and I, I always talk about how I loved her because she gave me homework and she actually remembered the homework she gave me unlike, unlike <laughs> I my last therapist <laughs> unlike my last which actually I don't like because I'm like I, then I don't have to do it if you keep forgetting right. <laughs> I'm not you're not holding me accountable but anyway so but she gave me like when I was job searching she's like okay what are the things you're looking for in a job and I wrote those you know wrote those down and she's like okay what is high priority middle priority and low priority mm-hmm. and so I wonder if that categorization with standards can apply right? Like what are things for mm-hmm. sure that like you are going to say no to? What mm-hmm. are things that you're okay with if they're not met? And what are things that you just like, oh wait, sorry. But anyway, I, no, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Explanation, but like, like high priority kind of in the middle and low must priority. be met. It's okay if they're not met and like, eh, you know, the, the <laughs> well, okay. So yes. Yeah, so you bring up a good, another good point. And so they according to this article they were like you know your standards is not your wish list and what I was trying to go back and pull up because I think we posted a photo of our list from season two right yes I actually I don't think we ever posted them on Instagram oh did we not okay mm-hmm. well damn okay I'm sure we'll we'll have to post those at some point yes but anyway so I was because I was like oh you know what I thought when I wrote the list or like even like just any, as I think of my about my list I, I think sometimes I consider those my standards I was like, oh, maybe I need to reevaluate my list and see like what can be, like you said, kind of a a lower on a lower tier. Like what is like the absolute like issue or excuse me, what are the absolute characteristics or um, values or what's another word, whatever that a person has to have? Like what are the things that I'm saying? Like this must be a part of our recipe of our relationship right this must be an ingredient in our recipe relationship and and i'll give you give you another good standard right so kind of let's stick with the example of like me coming home and like my partner didn't have like the water jugs filled Mm -hmm. so i don't think i don't think that's a standard of mine because here's the thing if i were to have a partner who was cleaner than me like we kind of work because we're the same level of messiness right? so like <laughs> that's things, important that's important and and for me I'm like that kind of works that's why like in these moments I'm like oh I'm so upset that like whatever this thing isn't done I'm like okay but there's a lot of things that I don't do that mm-hmm. I should do that like my partner picks up and similar right it's a balance right and I think that's what I think about but 
I oh, I lost my train of thought there, but <laughs> this was or was not a standard. This was not a standard. This, yeah, like it wasn't a standard. Oh, I guess sorry. I guess where my train was going was just in terms of like I think the standard, there's multiple, there's more than one person in a relationship equation, right? So when it comes to standards, you have to think about like the, you have to think about what you bring in and what you're looking for because you're, mm-hmm. you are looking for a standard in someone, but, and they're also looking for a standard too. So what happens if that doesn't mm-hmm. match? Because I wonder if it's, if someone, if my partner's standard was, I can only date someone who's like a neat freak like I am. I don't think we would work out. And I don't know if that's going to be like, I don't know if, I don't know what that would do in a relationship. Right. Because I'm like, I'm not like, it would take overtime work for me to do that. Like something would have to give, right. Like part of the reason I'll give you another, I kind of relate to that example. Like a standard of mine, a standard of my own self for me is to like eat. Right. But part of that is to like cook. I'm like, the reason I don't always have time to have a clean house is because I'm always cooking. Mm -hmm. so that's tough I can't come home I can't you know get off work at five be home by six like cook and clean like I mean that when do I go to bed you got to pick or choose right I have to pick because sleep is right right because sleep is also important yeah now so that's more of like your standard of living like your standard of life is such that correct right maybe a standard of mine might not have maybe a standard of mine is not like I need to find a partner who's messy but maybe a standard of mine was I need to find a partner who like who is the same level of messiness, right? Or or we balance out each other. Well, because yeah, let's talk about it. Because do you think, because to everything you're saying, you're like, if someone was, are you saying like, if someone was like super clean, a neat freak that they, like you wouldn't be happy with that pairing? I don't think so. I, I mean, okay. and I wouldn't know. And perhaps they wouldn't, I don't know. Right, because I, I mean, I'll admit, I'm not a, I'm, I'm not a, like, a pig, but um, I'm also, like, not a super neat freak. I'm some, I'm somewhere in the middle. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't even know what I would do in that situation if I had a partner who was, like, a neat freak and I just wasn't, because I, I'm not. And I, I think that's what I think I want to be, and I am actually not. Like, I need a little bit of messiness. Like, everything can't be prim and tidy. My house is actually not going to be a Pinterest board. Like, right, uh-huh. it just doesn't look like, it looks like a, nor- it looks like the house I grew up in, right? Like the house I grew mm. up in, literally the house I keep now. You can't tell me that that's not, like th- that stuff matters, right? Because, so my thing is my mom annoyed the crap out of me. She is the type of person who I can appreciate it a little bit more now, but like as a teenager, she would just like come in my room. If something looks like it's like trash, throw it away. If something looks like it's what? out, put it away. And so like, I just didn't have like any, like nothing could be out and I didn't have any control on like, you know, just where my shit could go. Like, and I always have a whole bunch of crap, but like, she was very much the type of person who like the house doesn't need to look lived in, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. And for oh, me, yeah. I'm very, I'm very much like that. It's called a living room. So what do I do in here? I live, even though I have no walls, <laughs> like I live. <laughs> But you know what I have? An ass groove in the couch to show that I have it. <laughs> Hardcore. And I'm in that hole right now. <laughs> Comfortable, okay? And so, like, and, and that was, like, you know, a thing. And obviously, that's, like, related to, like, socioeconomic. Like, she was, like, no butt prints in the couch. Like, gonna have a pristine couch, whatever. But, like, fast forward, you know, 20 years. Now, I'm, like, it's not that big of a deal to me if stuff is kind of all over we've talked about this before like, yeah. you said I am just untidy and I agree like I'm just like not a tidy person there are some things where I'm like okay it doesn't matter if if a guest is coming or not like 
this is my own I'm breaking I'm going past my own boundaries of like messiness and so I have to clean this up but usually that can be a couple of days (laughs) Mm -hmm. I just have my own and, and we all have our own systems and so I think you know the point you bring this whole point is that like we all have our standard of living and I think that and we live with ourselves for longer than we live with anybody right. else, right? And so, like, I think that does play a critical role in thinking about our standards that we set for other people. Because it's like, well, I have to really think about the standards that I set for myself. Um, these were a couple of examples that they gave for, <laughs> for what could be standards. And I'm curious about your, I'm curious on your opinions on it, if you think these okay. are standards or wish lists. So standard number one, or this is the first standard that I have on here. I must feel attracted to the person. Do you think that's a standard or do you think that's a wish? Or for you, would it be a standard or would it be okay? Okay. <laughs> it's a standard. I mean, I have to be attracted. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Physically or aesthetically attracted. I think that's like a standard. Yes. Well, and I, okay. So um, I hosted a book club meeting this past weekend, we read a romance novel, you know, boy meets girl, fall in love, whatever. And when I tell you this white Negro was like fucking six pack abs, smart, highly paid, like good in bed, would Mm -hmm. go down on her, wasn't homophobic. Like his best friend was gay. Like all of these beautiful things about this man. And I was like, does this guy, his name was Jake in the book. And I was like, does a Jake really exist? This perfect specimen of a human. Mm -hmm. Does they do they exist? And what someone said, which I was like, oh, that's a good way of looking at it, is that like she was like, well, this Jake may not exist, but everyone has their Jake. Like your person should be your Jake to you. Like they yeah. should be like the person that you're like, you know, head over heels or like you find very attractive. Yeah, attractive for me because I know there's some people I probably find attractive that like mm-hmm. others don't. And so this one says, um, the person must have ambition or goals and be success oriented. Would that be a wish for you or a standard? Standard for me. <laughs> what about for you? Wait, are you answering them? Okay, I was like, yeah. Oh, well, I agree with okay. the first one being that you must be like, yeah, like I need, and I've been dealing with that lately. I'm like, could I date someone who I'm not like attracted to? Because you know, they say like attraction grows and all that stuff. And so, but I'm like, how quickly does it need to grow? Like, is it like a little you know, mushroom in a lab where it's going to grow something like over, you know, 10 years or is it supposed to grow overnight? I don't know, but yeah. well, I, I, I think, I think love can grow. I think oh, maybe attraction can too. Attraction. <laughs> well, but then here's the thing, but bodies change though. So like, are you attracted to the physical person or are you attracted? Well, and I mean, and we've talked about it before, attraction exists on multiple levels, right? So yeah, because I mean, I, if physical attraction is the only thing you're doing then like I mean bodies change right like you're gonna grow old with this person they could look like I don't know Mario Lopez but Mario Lopez is gonna get old one day we'll probably still look fine but he's gonna get old one day and be slightly less pretty people get really unattractive really quickly if they're an asshole or have a stank ass attitude or whatever and so like that I've experienced with men where I was like oh I thought you were cute but like literally you opened your mouth and like I don't care what you look like like you're unattractive now because your personality is fucky here's an interesting one the person must treat me well and is not excessively critical. Would this be a standard for you or a wish list? I, I hope it's a it's a standard for me and I hope it's a standard for others to want to be treated yeah. well. For sure. For sure a standard. Um, I, I feel like we are all 
always beating up on ourselves or our worst like critique or critics right. <laughs> we critique ourselves and, be, and usually are our worst critics and so I'm like I don't need someone else to point out my flaws I can promise you I'm probably already doing that anyway and then I'll do like a couple more so um oh that's so funny so this one they were like these are wishlist items and this said that this person has a particular physical trait that I like. So they put that on the wish list. And like you said, body mm. change. And then now this is an interesting one. This person has achieved a specific educational, professional, or income level. Is that a wish list for you or a standard for you? A wish list for sure. Okay. Yeah. Same for them. Well, and I think so. Okay. I remember having conversations with folks who were like, you know, you, you know, you're wrong for, if you wouldn't date someone who didn't have a college degree. And I and I have struggled with that, like just right. on a philosophical level. Like I've definitely dated guys who from PhDs to like zero degrees, like I've, I've dated everything in between. And so like on a reality, I, I just kind of weigh it out as it goes. But philosophically, I'm like, I am an educated woman. Is it wrong for me to want an educated man? And I just don't think it is because I think I think it's the same guys who would like fake quote the Bible to say like, we want someone who's equally yoked because plot twist, the Bible doesn't actually say that, but like it gets at that reference, but like sure. wanting someone who's equally yoked means you want someone who's on the same page as you on the same level, more or less than you. And I'm like, so why, why should I feel bad for wanting someone on the same level as me? I think as I receive more and more degrees, I think I have to become a little bit more realistic about what that can look like just statistically there you know if I want someone black if I want someone this if I want like I'm gonna have to like pass on something but I do think having education of some degree and and not literally a degree but like maybe it's lived experience and maybe like you've been educated because you've traveled or maybe you've been educated just in the real world I don't know someone who like just is educated it's just important to me and I think in the long term Hmm, I don't know. This is me like actually processing this out loud. I don't know. Is that a standard? Is it, a, it is definitely a strong high level wish. I have to come back to y'all well, later. But, it, but it, <laughs> I think for me, it ties into that ambition. I forget, there was, I think, three or four parts in it. It's, it's oh, mm-hmm. ambition like question. ambitions and goals. Right? So to me, that's definitely a standard, um, right? To have like ambition, standard, and goals. But I don't think any of those are contingent at the moment, right? For me, um, for someone to have a degree. I mean, now it's interesting because my partner and I, will you know both have similar degrees up to this point it's a consideration I had and I don't think I think I've dated people with at least a bachelor's I don't think I've ever dated someone who didn't have not a bachelor's but I think it speaks to the circles we run in right like mm-hmm. you know most mm-hmm. of the people that I was meeting you know were that I was interested in you know dating or as a result of the work sphere you know somehow someone mm-hmm. you know anyway so, but the dating app is kind of a little bit of a wild card. It really is. It really is. Like you are going to get folks from all walks of life. And I think that's why, you know, swiping, swiping right on black doesn't always like mm-hmm. work, right? Because it's like, you know, we're not all the same. So if I want a black guy, but I want a black guy who, you know, is educated or in, in, I get very, I've said this before, I get very elitist when it comes to education and like, that's just, you know, I'll own it. I'm just like, can you carry on a goddamn conversation and can you get some general, not even pop culture, but like cultural, like references, like do, like the guy who was like, I'm, (laughs) he said something like I'm part Indian, 
or Native American, but like he was talking about somewhere in India and it was like the country. And it was just very, I was like, so you don't know what you're talking about. And you don't have to have a degree to know the difference between being an indigenous American person and being a person of like Indian Asian descent. It gets so interesting, I think, when it comes to like standards and and wishes, because I think it comes back to like the our dream list, right? Or I forget mm-hmm. what we call it too. The wish list, yeah. Yeah, because I'm like, you know, the one that always comes to mind. And when Diane was on the show, we talked about it. Like, mine was like, must love Katy Perry, Taylor Swift. That's not a standard. That's like a true. <laughs> right if it was I'd be a little concerned but yeah (laughs) must love these hoes but yeah I don't know I mean I think I think being in a relationship now and reflecting on my standards it makes me think about wait did I communicate my standards enough like do I do I Mm. even actually know my standards but what I have Louise you're asking really great questions that I'm going to ask you (laughs) right (laughs) well but I, I think part of it too and I said this when we were talking with Dr. Kate like I'm learning I'm there's a learning of myself that happened when I was single as I was like you know dating and there's a whole other learning of myself um not being in a relationship and I think when I when I think about what I want I'm like oh shit like do I really know what I want and do I really know what I want is it okay to be open to the discovery and to the journey and how do I not lose myself along the way to the things that are really important to me so it's lots tough. of important questions it's tough but I, I don't know I mean I think it's also kind of gets into like do you need to know your standards in order to enter a relationship do you need to know yourself fully before you enter into a relationship like I don't know I and mean I don't know when I'm in one, so I don't <laughs> right. know well okay so let me because you're asking yourself a lot of great questions so what are maybe two standards that you believe you have whether or not you've communicated them or you know what are two standards that you have for a romantic partner this was not on the notes for today i know but you just took it there i'm like yes Mm, what are two oh my god i don't know i I was gonna say (laughs) if you don't know i can ask you this which also goes along with what you were saying which is what happens like what do you think happens when you find out that this that something is a standard that you didn't communicate beforehand like yeah like is it realistic to expect your partner to meet that standard to potentially change like what if you're like actually filling the brita filter is 100 a standard that i cannot (laughs) live without because that's the whole difference right a standard is something that you are like unwilling yeah you can't live without like then would you like would you expect your partner to be like okay like now that this is your standard I will fill the Brita all day every day every time I see a Brita I'll fill it like I don't like I don't know yeah I mean okay so the two that are kind of coming to mind I I think part of I think one is like equal contribution right Mm. where it doesn't feel like one-sided now that doesn't mean like it has to be around the same thing I think it can be equal energy given right and I think Mm -hmm. as I reflect on this experience versus the other ones it has always felt uneven in some ways Mm -hmm. um maybe not have known in the moment but in looking back I'm like ah yes uneven Mm -hmm. for sure and Mm -hmm. so I think like I think a standard is equal contribution right and not always like 50 50 all the time because not everyone give 
may not be able to give that, but it has to feel like in some ways, like an equal contribution. Yes. Um, and one dating expert would challenge you to um, imagine that you both are giving 100 and 100%. Oh, that's right. I've heard of that before. I've heard 100%. of that before. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. Cited some random dating expert. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh yeah. I think that's, that's really good. Right. And it goes into the it goes into the idea of like, you can't look for someone else to complete you. Like mm-hmm, they can be able to mm-hmm. exist alongside you. Um, so thank, thank you. you. Thank you for that gentle challenge. Yeah. Um, I think like another standard is like when it comes to, I'm trying to think of like how to phrase it. I think when it like it comes to like finances is really important. Mm-hmm. The sense of like e- equal, equal right there, right? Like mm-hmm. it, it, and when you say finance, do you mean equal, we're making equal amounts of money or we're putting equal amounts of money into putting, our- Yes, putting equal amounts bank of money. Banker life or yeah. what have you. Yeah, putting equal amounts mm. of money in within reason, right? Like understanding where people are in their um, like life stage is also really important. So I think that's a fair standard. And a lot of people have standards related to money or finance in some way. Because we, you know, money is just something we've all had to experience, whether it's a lot or a little, et cetera. Um, and as much as I struggle to think about like education being a standard when it comes to money I think it gets tricky specifically like as a cis woman who dates like cis men and like the predetermined like gender roles and stuff like that that people have determined or whatever but for me I'm like I obviously would like for you to make as much money as me like at least as much money as me because that means hey we're doubling my income (laughs) like that feels good if we're doubling the income and then we pay half as much on bills because it's two of us, I have more money. So that seems like a win. But I wouldn't be, I've definitely dated guys where I made more money than them. And it was only an issue when we couldn't do the things that right. I want to do or the things that, or I felt like I had to compromise on doing something I wanted to do because I knew that they couldn't afford it. And and I guess maybe that isn't a standard for me because like I, I dealt with it and I compromised, like I was willing to compromise, but but that wasn't a long-term relationship and it wasn't because of the money, but that I'm sure would have eventually gotten old really quickly. So I, I definitely understand. Because the only reason why I even like am commenting on that, because I'm like, well, what happens if the person can't contribute equally, but then I guess then they wouldn't meet your standards and you wouldn't date them. Right. I mean, then life would change really, really quickly, right? Yeah. That would have to be the biggest, I don't know, but I think about even how my parents have done it, right? Especially Mm -hmm. like, or I'm assuming how many couples have done it and many people have yeah. done it, uh, with the changing with people's change in financial situations due to COVID and so right 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 right. I think I think that's where conversation happens right I, I think I'm also like not a like uh, uh, I, I hate saying black and white but I guess I'm not in the binary of like you know if I, you know the instant this changes ah, mm. right like I, I think mm-hmm. there's where discussion has to come into play and like yeah having a really honest hard look at ourselves to be like okay well this thing changed what are we going to do about it I think we have to do that like I think we have to take a hard look at ourselves because if you're saying something is is a standard I keep going with the what ifs because I'm like ooh, I'm I guess I'm like you I'm like barely I'm rarely black and white I like live in the gray I'm all about the gray and so I do the what ifs because I'm like you know, well, what if they couldn't do this? What if they couldn't do that? But I'm like, oh, I guess the reason why you have a standard is so that you basically like eliminate the what ifs because like you're saying mm. this thing 
has to happen. And I think I'm so, I've been so willing to be flexible on fucking everything and probably right. overcompromise that even when I set standards, I don't know that I've always upheld them, them or required yeah, my partner to uphold them. And um, that's, you know, some of what that article kind of gets at too, is that like, you know, ultimately you probably won't be the happiest in that relationship. And, you know, I'll try to like pinpoint different things, but I think like there are bigger like standard type issues that I, I ignore and I'll like pick at something. I'm like, Oh, well, it must be this small thing. If we could fix this small thing, mm-hmm. but it's like, Oh no, like fundamentally y'all have completely different values when it comes to this thing that actually is really important to you. And so, yeah. and I feel like you've, you really, um, you have learned that lesson, right? Like you, you, you have been able to really like reflect on your experiences to think about that. When guys, basically when guys ask me what I'm looking for, sometimes I feel like I'm trying to give them this whole like laundry mm. list of like my expectations for a partner and, and then some of that like um, standards for a partner. And I always pick myself for when I forget to add something and that something isn't met. And I'm really trying to like unlearn that process. Cause like I was, I had said something, I kind of answered that question um, with a guy the other day. And I was like, oh shoot, I didn't say consistency was something that I need. Consistency is something I look for. And now he's not going to be consistent because I didn't say I needed it. And I'm like, well, no, I don't know that like I need to take the ownership on him being a consistent person. Like Mm -hmm. I can't be expected to like have a running list of every single thing I need in a partner and a mate. And here's my Google doc to reference. Right, like I can't, I mean, (laughs) is what I need to no, but but it makes me but it makes me think about but it makes me think about what Dr. Kate was saying about like what is it the first date she grilled Ben right she was talking mm-hmm. about that so I think at some point like I think that's a good example of like when to talk about standards and I think mm-hmm. that's kind of what you're articulating in some ways is like do you mm-hmm. say it on the onset right or, or the offset I don't know the onset offset <laughs> or the Cardi B or the Cardi B. <laughs> But I think it's um, kind of, because I'm similar to you, I'm like, well, yeah. when do I, when do I say it? Um, and when should it come up? Because let me tell you something. In the last, the guy I dated last summer, I would say that like, it, it started, <laughs> here's the thing. It started off really great. And so there was no, like, you were like checking the boxes. Like there right. was nothing I needed to say because you, I felt fulfilled and I had no complaints. But when his ass started dropping the ball, I was like, okay, I need to let him know that, like, this is an issue, like, this is a, maybe a standard or maybe, like, a, you know, strong desire or something, like, now I need to communicate with you all these things, and maybe I'm over-communicating, but my standards aren't being met, my needs aren't being met, and so, like, I have to say something now, and so, to your, to your point a little bit, I feel like I either do it, like, on the onset, like, right up front, I try to tell you, like, all my standards, or I don't do that, and I end up doing it when my standards or my needs aren't being met. And I don't know that any, either is better yeah. than the other. Question. <laughs> I feel like we might have had this conversation before, but when, have you thought about, do you put anything about your standards like in your profile before guys? Because the thing is like, I think we've talked about this when we're looking at profiles, like sometimes like your profile should not be a, a novella, right? But at the same time, I'm like, I kind of do sometimes like used to like reading the profiles because I'd be like, okay, like I get to actually treat it as like a litmus test or checklist to see. So have mm-hmm. you thought about like being so explicit that you actually just put it in your profile? 
Um, okay, let me see what my current profile says. I did realize on OkCupid, okay so I was like, I am not getting matches, but I was like, oh, my profile doesn't necessarily communicate what I'm looking for, but going to my standard, <laughs> my not my standards, but my standard profile or my standard app, which is Tinder. Um, so it says, hey there, I'm Chatrice, looking for a fun and easy relationship filled with all the good stuff like honesty, adventure, commitment, thoughtfulness, etc. If you have the same goal, let's chat. And then I have like a little like checklist here. Road trip where you drive, taste oh. tester for my <laughs> culinary creations, Christmas movies in July, creative in the bedroom, mm-hmm. bonus points for a good beard and good grammar. Uh, gummy worms are better than gummy bears. <laughs> So, I mean, so I would say out of... No, I, I was like, are those standards or wish list items? Right. I would say, <laughs> and it's, oh my gosh, it's so funny because I had to think about this the other day because someone didn't drive. And I'm like, I was like, seriously, seriously, I fucking hate driving. But like, would I be okay in a relationship where I had to be the driver? That means we would probably never do road trips because I fucking hate driving. Everyone knows when me and Louise do road trips, Louise drives. That's also in part so that we can do bathroom breaks because I won't stop. <laughs> and leave early. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. And actually get us there on time. Um, and so I would say the little checkmark things. I would say, no, those are, those are not. Those yeah. are not um, standards, but I would say, I would say adventure is a standard. Like I have to believe that because I bring that up pretty often. Like just whenever I'm having someone's like, you know, what are you looking for? It's, it's always somewhere near the top of my list. Like I cannot just exist on a couch with you. Like we yeah. have to be able to go out and do things and have a good time and experience life. Like I can sit on the couch by myself. And honestly, I don't always do that. Like, I'll just go out, you know, my damn self, like, because I want to live life. And so like, I do actually, yeah, I feel like that's a standard. And I, you know, we talk about like Corona has impacted the way that we fucking live. And one thing that I thought about and the guy that I, with the guy that I dated last summer, I like couldn't, t- it was too early. I felt like it was too early for me to tell if he was a boring individual or if mm-hmm. it was because the world was shut down. And I was, like, I could feel myself, like, really getting it. And I was like, she's just, like, being the moment about it. Like, we'll, yeah. we'll see. Like, if, and look, we're not even dating anymore, so it's fine. But, like, I, I don't want a boring partner. Like, I don't want to be bored in a relationship. And she I, wants I think the I, thrill. She wants the fun of it. And then I would say another one is that you need to keep your promises. But I'm like, so that's a standard that I wouldn't know you'd have until you, like, broke a promise, I guess. But, I mean then I guess I'd have to deal with a relationship accordingly. Like I, if it was a standard of mine, and that means if you consistently broke promises, then I would need to let you go because I do believe that that is important to keep your word. So, hmm, yeah. Ooh, maybe that's another question for the cuties. Like what are their standards? This conversation of standards makes me think about what we didn't cover is like, how do you even decide what your standard is? Like mm-hmm. you start with the things that just annoy you and people, right? <laughs> Or like, or is this all rooted in our childhood, right? Like, do we, do we have standards based off our childhood, our the relationship of our parents or our guardians? Like, yeah. where, where do our standards come from? And I think that could be a really, that could have been the pre-workshop to, to this, to this. <laughs> Everyone, uh, there's pre-work, episode. there's post-work, like, let's <laughs> get all the, all the homework. Well, and, you know, like with a lot of our conversations, we'll definitely 
revisit this at some point. I think this was a nice introduction to thinking yeah. about standards. Like cuties, y'all got to literally witness us like live and in action trying to like think about um, our standards, which means, you know, okay, I guess I haven't spent as much time like thinking about it. And I think that's okay. Like, I don't, like you said, like, I don't think we need to have a full blown Google doc, but I do think I am going to revisit my wish list Cause I think that's another mm. place that you can start. Like, what do you look for in a partner? Some of those, those really important ones probably are the standards. And so do we, you know, release ourselves from the wish list and focus more on the standards? I'm sure some dating expert out there would say yes. Um, so the co-host, as the co-host of this podcast, I'll say yes, do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll um, right, I'll co- great, like Louise co-signs. Um, and so, yeah, I think there's there's a lot more here in this topic. So I'm really excited that we can definitely pick this back up in, in a future conversation. Um, in the meantime, in between time, Louise, what message about standards do you want to leave with the cuties? What thought or, yeah, message? I'm really drawn to like what you shared before quoting the USC work and family life blog about limits and thresholds right and so Mm. understanding what are those what are the emotions tied to those and like what do the emotions reveal Mm -hmm. um because for me that's what kind of helps keep me in check like I'm annoyed but am I really annoyed or am I like is this annoyed like I'm mad? Is this annoyed like I'm just like, it's an inconvenience? Because an inconvenience is like, that's just get over it, not get over it, but you it's, know what it, I mean? It's inconvenient. It's inconvenient. It sucks, but it, but it's, yeah. it sucks, but it's inconvenient, right? But if it's something that like angers me or upsets me or mm-hmm. causes me anxiety, right? Like mm-hmm. my feelings are real. And so processing, Those are, communicating them, yeah. that, that's important to make note of. Yeah, because I would say, you know, if something, if your partner is doing something, to cause anxiety like that's a big emotion like emotional right. weight I guess that they would be putting on you and I would imagine that you know a healthy relationship is not one filled with someone you know giving another partner um an unbalance of emotional weight to carry and so I think that's a really great I would say first yeah try to just explore identifying what your standards are you may be surprised that some things are more or less important than others and I think that's what that's kind of what was happening earlier because I was like okay if I really like talk this through I don't know that I can say like hard fast like this is a standard that like is a no-go and I feel like because I live so much in the gray that I it is probably just gonna take me a little longer to like say like no this actually is something that I am willing to compromise on because I I guess I don't know like I'm just flexible like I just you know blurred lines but like not in that rapey you know Robin Thicke way but like you know, it's just, I'm fine with it usually, but I'm sure there are things that like are super important. And I, I think a note that I want to leave for the cuties, is just that like, when you do identify those things, well, one, I think, you know, when they're missing. And so like ex- examine, if you like are feeling that your relationship is off balance, it's probably because a standard or an expectation isn't being met. And so just examine that and decide what you're going to do about it. Like you can either do nothing and let it fester inside of you that doesn't feel very healthy and so we would of course encourage you to you know talk to your partner about it and if they're a good partner I would hope that they would understand even if it's something that they may not be able to immediately change or you know may have trouble dealing with I would hope that they would understand if something's causing you angst or stress or just making you unhappy that they would be like okay let's like work through this because I feel like maybe that's where I'm at with it is that like your standards 
are something that could potentially be worked through not necessarily negotiate it but like you can at least just come to a point of understanding with your partner and so yeah just explore your standards cuties you know um be out there let us know what your standards are so that way I can think about more <laughs> what my <laughs> standards should be I need your ideas your tips and and things of that nature but um yeah in the meantime be sure to keep it cute and court with confidence Bye. Thanks for listening, y'all, to another episode of Courting in Color. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Court in Color. That's C-O-U-R-T-N-C-O-L-O-R. Or email us at courtincolor at gmail.com. Head on over to our website at courtingincolor.com. Rate, review, and subscribe to us. Court dismissed. Bye. Work. Vogue. Work for me. Vogue.